Yeah Moonla. This is a mini-zode to give you a glimpse of the Conchal International Film Festival 2022. Caro Caramon is a media partner and I got to sit down with a few filmmakers to talk about their film and how important it is to create spaces for Caribbean voices from across the region and from the diaspora to be heard. I hope this will inspire you to buy a ticket and attend the festival and support Caribbean cinema. Hello, Jarrell. Hi. <laughs> so can you introduce yourself, please? Sure. All right. So I am Gerald Forbes from Trinidad and Tobago. I have lived a very interesting um, career <laughs> in the arts. I started off as a classical musician and violinist um, and classically trained vocalist because really voice was the talent. Um, and that led me to a journey in theater. Um, and also from there I started learning technical things like lighting and audio tech and production management on films. So um, I started doing technical work like that. And as I was preparing for Broadway, I was unable to do that because of um, funding. And I think that was the universe being deliberate because it then led me into media where I've worked for about eight years. And so by 2018, um, I'm seeing things within this space that need to be done, things that I wish was, was there to help me learn more about my culture, um, learn more about the Caribbean, outside of what textbooks offer, because it's very, very limited and it's not as in-depth and sometimes as honest as it needs to be. And so... Um, I decided, listen, the content that I'm looking for and that I'm getting independently on my own from being on the ground, I'm gonna do that in a company form. So let's really just do our thing. <laughs> and so by when, when I left um, uh, working in media in 2018, I just took some time to like settle myself and, you know, and then launched my company January of 2020 with the idea that I'm gonna take five years to slowly build and whatever. Of course, no one predicted a pandemic. No one. <laughs> so um, that kind of threw things off, but similar to the name of this particular um, short that I did, um, a better tomorrow, like even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and I had my five-year plan or whatever, I've been very, very successful within the last two years during the pandemic time. And now I have to speed up on my plans with the company. So I'm really, really grateful about that. It's a lot of work and it's all new territory because now you are in the position of leadership and that kind of thing and getting the attention that, you know, you pretty much need and ask for, but like everything else, if you're gonna ask the universe or something, you better be prepared for it. So this is where I'm at now. So my back, in, in short, I really tell people I work in arts and entertainment because even for this piece that we, um, that I entered into the festival, I did the vocals on it um, outside of being the director and um, being the storyteller on the track. I didn't do the lead vocals, but I did the background vocals thing, so. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in it. When I'm, say, I'm in the production and in the arts, I really am in it, you know? Yeah. So you were talking about how you decided to create because you realized that there was no content. I mean, the content yeah. that you wanted to see, you didn't find it. So what's your first memory of a Caribbean film? 
Okay, in Trinidad and Tobago, there is a um, comedian, well, was a comedian, he passed last year, who just happened to eventually become a mentor for me. We worked on radio together for about five years, um, Dennis Sprangalang Hall. And he would talk about these films because he would have been part of um, films. Um, because I was working in production as a child, there are a lot of things as a child, I didn't realize I was exposed to. So I would have been exposed to a lot of Caribbean film, from films from since, you know, I'm a little one, but it didn't register to that child brain just yet. And so as an adult, I think one of the films that really made me look at it as a producer, as a creative of film um, would have been like BIM. And then there was another film that I really don't remember the name of. There was a festival happening in St. James. And I do remember the film involved um, the story of like a blue devil type of thing. And I remember just watching this film and thinking, wow, this is like, imagine the tech, the lack of technology and this, they were still able to create this caliber of a production, like the audio quality, the blocking, the um, set design, the use of the space. I was blown away and I remember watching it and was more impressed about that um, than actually following the storyline of it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of um, excited me and, and made me feel like, no, we can do this. We can do this. And so as I'm going through i'm constantly reminded of the history trinbago's history of creating something from nothing mm -hmm. and so in moments where i feel like i can't afford to do this or i don't have the resources to do this or i can't you know whatever and production demands a lot of resources and equipment and help <laughs> you know it's not a one-man type show yeah. um and I, I'm just reminded through my history and learning more of my history and um, the struggles that our ancestry have been through that, no, we have been creating from nothing. And so you can create to, to like change your perspective, revisit the project and how can we get this done? It may not be in your ideal setting in your head, but you can still execute. Mm -hmm. And that has been one of my like constants. And when I feel like, I'm not sure if the quality of what I'm creating is good enough. I then go back to those old memories of consuming BIM and that film that I can't remember the name of and think, no, if they were able to do that with what they had, then you're okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I love watching films from Trinidad and Tobago, especially the old films. Yeah. Like yeah. Have, you know, the this organization that curates films from... Yeah, film, film TT. Yeah, and sometimes they would uh, screen for free. Old. Yes. Film. And I'm always watching because I'm like, yes. Because wow. <laughs> they had that like a few months ago too, where they were like streaming, streaming films for free every night. Was a different film. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and that's how you. I mean, for me, I'm from Guadeloupe. I don't have that much footage from the 60s, from the 70s, because we didn't have a lot of films made back then. Mm -hmm. And even if there were films, they don't show it to the public. You know, you have to go to the archives and all that. So it's really, um, I mean, I'm hoping it will change that 
the public will get more access to it online so we can share with the world. And uh, But yeah, I really love watching films from Trinidad and Tobago. That was actually one of my um, things when designing um, and deciding what my company was going to do. Um, mm -hmm. So my company, Senec 22, is to relearn, retell, and reteach, but more importantly, having that information accessible to people. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm from um, the Lavantil community, and the reality is children from my community don't have access to these things. And they say things like, well, it's right there in the library, it's right there in National Archives, or it's right there, whatever. But, you know, you have to live through the reality of some people, and the reality is they don't have access to these things. And so what they do have access to, how do I get the content to them in that way? Because everything else is consumable like that. I really, really think accessibility is something that we underestimate in the Caribbean, the mm -hmm. accessibility of the information and the content. I really believe that. So that's a deliberate thing. And I'm really glad that you mentioned it because that's a really deliberate thing that we're doing um, through the work of Senec. Mm. Yeah, so... How did you find out about the festival, about the Concha International Film Festival? My executive director, he's brilliant. He's one of the best people the universe could ever send to me. <laughs> um, uh, he, this is not our first project together. We did a project about three years ago called My Home, and he's also a composer. And so he wrote this piece and he wanted to add visual state and he told me what his objective was. And I, you know, we, went through the journey, we created a storyline, we did that and he loved it. Um, and then he's the kind of person that goes further. So he takes what already exists and repackage it and repurpose it and, and what have you. And so we had a whole conference built around that production. And that was just, again, like a music video, but like a short story type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then he came back in 2020 and said, let's do it all over again with A Better Tomorrow. Um, and so we did, but I guess because of the limitations of the physical spacing, it forced us to really explore all the options online. And yeah, I mean, we all know during the pandemic, everything went virtual. And that's when we realized, yeah, we really have been sleeping mm -hmm. on, you know, the international and Caribbean film festivals and not engaging enough and whatever. And this, like I said, this, this journey is still new for me um, independently because in the past I would have been attached to different companies, but this time it's led by myself. And so mm -hmm. I'm really, really glad that Mark said, uh, Mark Lukwan, that's my executive. I, I, I'm really glad that he said, Nah, let's chop it around. Let's let's you know send it to everybody that's willing to accept it. And I was like, okay, wherever you want to send it, we'll send it. And so um, this first festival was one of the places. And of course, because it's Caribbean, it's like, no, we have a right to be a part of this and to get to know some of the other um, creators within the Caribbean. Because I do know that there are a lot of, just like myself, young and new creators to the space. So it's exciting in that regard. Yeah. So since you talked about it, you, you've been already to other festivals, but they weren't about specifically the Caribbean cinema. So yeah, for you, how important it is to you to be in a festival that is specially dedicated to Caribbean and Caribbean diaspora cinema? The relatability, 
the relatability, like just so fine our conversation. You can share um, experiences from Guadeloupe, like the accessibility thing, and I could immediately relate to that as a Trinbagonian. Um, there are things that uh, outside of the Caribbean, it just operates differently. And it's almost as if the Caribbean is, is and this is, you know, colonization and, and the history of different Caribbean islands, right? Um, but everything outside of the, of the Caribbean, we are taught as children is the standard. And so we always, like, we're forced to constantly compare ourselves, whether it's to the U.S. or whether it's to British. Like, you know, what you have is almost never good enough unless it gets international validation right mm -hmm. um and so i think over the years and particularly uh this era of creatives we're understanding that that's not necessarily true at all <laughs> um and that we can build our own value system um not independently of course because that doesn't help either um, one of the other things within our companies that we try to operate as community and community is people who can understand, who live a similar life to you. Los Angeles can't relate to my creative journeys and my creative mm. process. In some ways, yes, but for the most part, no. Um, even when I do um, work with people who have experience both in American and the American industries and then have to do work home, it's like chalk and cheese. It's two different experiences. Um, for one, just in production, I know in the Caribbean, it's one person having to do 92 million roles at the same time on one project versus the idea situation of you having a, a team of a hundred people mm -hmm. for just one short project you know we can relate to things like that we can relate to having to get permissions and having to deal with the different organizations um government organizations in these spaces we can relate to what that struggle is like we can relate on 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 levels even to our history I think that's important and people who you can relate to music and understand and that should be our first um community building before mm -hmm. i try to do like international building and when i say mm -hmm. international outside of the caribbean but yeah, yeah i think that relatability yeah. is definitely one of the main reasons why because our traumas are the same but then our wins are the same you know what i mean mm -hmm. exactly and uh so with your company what kind of message would you like to send to the world through your films through your music videos in the relearning, retelling, and reteaching that we do, I operate in the headspace that effective communication is not how you tell it, but how it's received. And understanding who your audience is and what your objective is, which is exactly the same storyline that I use in this same um, project, A Better Tomorrow. Because like, for example, this storyline I actually got from a class. So I teach as well. And I have a youth group within my community um, as volunteer work. Because I, like, I'm, I'm big on community. And so um, one of the lessons that we did which is how I accidentally, I want to say accidentally, because this was not the original storyline for A Better Tomorrow. This ended up being like the fourth or fifth one. Um, and it was like having objectives and understanding what that, what your intention is behind that objective, which makes you do a lot of personal assessment and 
um, a sense of consciousness and identifying your feelings and your beliefs as to why, what is it rooted in that I'm going for this goal. And so understanding objectives and understanding intentions, the two parts, yeah. But then what are the actions that you take to get to there? So this is what I want to do. That's the intention. Um, and actually doing it is the objective and the goal. But what exactly are the actions that you're going to take to do that? Yeah. Um, and that determines how it's going to be received by the viewer. So a project like this, after understanding what was Mark's intention and what was his objectives of this, um, I think the universe also forced a lot of things to not happen so that we can get to this product right now because it is the best product to reach the audience that we initially intended to reach out to. Um, we want to cater to the younger ones because they're always online and they don't know themselves and a lot of them are literally just locked in the four walls of their room and eyes glued to a screen. So if I'm, you're already there, how do I get my content to you? Um, and, and once it's there, I don't want to tell it the way I know it. I have to retell it in a way that you can consume because mm -hmm. that's when it's effective, you know? Um, and I think the older folks before us underestimated the power of that part yeah. of, yes, this is important, but how you teach me that that's important is crucial, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so... I can, the relearning is me learning the history and whatever, and I can appreciate that. And it really takes a, 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 a certain kind of critical thinking mind that takes time to develop a lot of um, work on emotional intelligence, because there are a lot of things that can easily offend, and it should offend whether um, I'm Caribbean, whether I'm black, whether I'm female, like for different reasons, it's always something that could really just, you know, trigger you. Mm -hmm. And so that takes a lot of work, but it's important for me to relearn it so that I can retell it to reteach. Mm -hmm. And so that is one of the most important parts of, yeah. of the work that I'm doing right now. Like once I understand why we're doing it and what we're doing, being very deliberate with the action, the how to do it, because for me, how it's received is the most important part mm -hmm. to the audience. Because then I can miss, you know, I can do all this work, spend all this money, and then it's not received the way I intended it to, then I think that's an L, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the reason I created my podcast, because I wanted to show, well, at first, I really wanted to talk about Caribbean films that make me think about my identity. And I wanted to share with others that might be interested also in this kind of relearning, like, like you said, relearning to, to look at ourselves. Because I, yeah. I, I started the podcast, I was like, uh, so it was in 29, I was 33, 32, 33. And I realized that I didn't know how to look at myself as mm. a Guadeloupean woman. And watching all these films from Guadeloupe, but also from Trinidad and Tobago, from Haiti, from mm. uh, Antigua, that made me think about who I was and the kind of person that I want to be. Yeah. But I do it by myself. I mean, it's not like I was taught to do it 
from an early young age, like others, yeah. come to, like other people in other countries do. Like you grow yeah. up surrounded yeah. by some kind of storytelling about yourself and you get valued, you get validation, you, you have this positive representation of yourself everywhere. But when you're from the Caribbean, you really have to make a conscious effort, effort. to get there. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, yeah, so I totally understand. Yeah. And I really wish you the best. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. This was really fun. And because it's for the same reason we don't get to interact with people who are on the same understanding and journey. And so I really appreciate this opportunity. It, it's encouraging and it's like the right kind of fuel too. Again, why doing Caribbean and working within the community like that is important because you're not alone. Um, mm -hmm. There are different struggles, but a lot of us can relate it and ownership and understanding and going through that personal journey of identity. Yeah, it's, it's a journey, um, but it's good to know that it's a journey that you're not walking alone. Other people are, are mm -hmm. walking it as well. So yeah, I appreciate this.